Welcome to a drink with a friend. I'm Seth Haynes. I wanted to do something new today, Tish. <laughs> I'm Tish Oxenreiter. That kind of almost scared me. Not scared me, but that was much louder and intense than I thought it would be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? Like, maybe that's the right question to ask with an intro like that. Well, I, I'm I'm not drinking what you might think I'm drinking. Uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited, Tish, because um, you can't live every day in the fresh hell uh, that is the news cycle. <laughs> and so I'm trying to bring some some energy to the podcast today. Uh, I yeah. and and when you bring energy anywhere, you expend electrolytes. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. If you sweat mm-hmm. too much, if you work too hard. You know, all your electrolytes go away. So this today, um, in light of the energetic opening, I am drinking Propel Kiwi Strawberry uh, Water by Gatorade. Nice. All right. It's good very good. It's very there. yummy. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. So wh- what are you drinking? <laughs> I don't know if there's such a thing as the opposite of electrolytes, but I'm drinking because it's summer, because we're about to go on break. Because just reasons, um, I made myself a Pim's cup. Do you know what a Pim's cup is? Uh, I do. It's boozy, right? It's boozy, but I made me a super weak one, meaning I halved the amount of Pim's and doubled the amount of lemonade. So it's almost like just lemonade with a shot of the Pim's liqueur. So it's really mm-hmm. not super strong because it is, after all, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. Um, yeah. I was but, hoping you were going to say that you you <laughs> have the amount of pims and doubled the amount of cup. <laughs> well, so I made these for Kyle for Father's Day a few weeks ago. He really liked them. I love them when we're in England because, you know, summer in England equals pims cups um, for a lot of people. And but you don't really see them here. So I looked up a good recipe, went to the store, got all the things and he loves them now. So we made them again for Fourth of July. So we have leftover and hence the Pim's Cup, the, the very, very, very weak midday, mid-afternoon Pim's Cup. So so let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Just after the Fourth of July, the mm-hmm. day on which we celebrate our independence from the, from the English, yeah. you are drinking an English drink. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of okay. throwing shade a little bit. A little bit, um, it is. It's like, hey, we hate, we, we'll kick you out of our country, but we'll take your drink. We'll take the things we like from you. We'll take your good books and movies and TV shows and boozy drinks, and you can leave your your King George the Third. Yeah, isn't that the most American thing ever? Well, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's celebrating totally. America in full force, right? By saying, yeah, it is. We'll take what we want and let you take the dregs of what we don't want. So that's right. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> why Amber and the boys and I this Fourth of July uh, went to Walmart and uh, bought up all the tea and went to our local lake and dumped it in. Are you serious? No, no, we didn't do that. But that would I was have been like hilarious. that is a weird tradition. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it past you guys. I don't know. I mean. That might be fun. Well, maybe we'll do that next year. <laughs> That'd be funny. Like buy a big box of just generic bad tea, open up the, you know, the hundred count tea bags and just throw them in the lake. Just throw them and in the water. Just toss show those them Brits. in, man. That'll do it. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, I guess we know what we're drinking today. So, so yeah. today, Tish, we want to round out this uh, season mm-hmm. of a drink with a friend talking about some 
some wonderful things, some beautiful yeah. things, some good things, some things that we want to uh, watch, some things we want to read, some things we want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why don't you sort of uh, tell us what you're thinking today? Yeah, you know, you hit on it a few minutes ago when you said the news cycle is just so heavy right now. And it's, it's, I don't know about anyone else, but I've just had a hard time. Like I've written out things and then deleted paragraphs and then just kind of just mostly as like just a person in my community, but also maybe as a side, as someone who writes things and, and says stuff online that I don't necessarily always have to create content in a way that, um, presents an idea that is representative of me. Like people don't need to hear what I think. And so part of that is, I mean, well, I can get into all that and I'm actually going to write something on my newsletter. But the main thing for me is simply that I'm tired (laughs) and the summer is a really good time for me to slow down my pace of life Mm -hmm. as a teacher and a mom and a writer and still work, but do it in a pace that's just more life-giving. And so to me, reading, watching, listening to has a very summery, laissez-faire feel, you know, not necessarily brainless. I'm not big into beach reads, but they're life giving and they're just because. So that was my thought. Like let's let's just round up round up our season sharing with our listeners, each of us, some books, movies, TV shows, music, what have you, that we think kind of speak to summer uh, more in the way of like a mindset than a literal, you know, hot temperature cocktail by the pool kind of way. Hmm. Um, So yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Well, I can start because, you know, we talked about things uh, like um, music and, uh, you know, you you know, I always love uh, music. Mm -hmm. I'm always a big fan of music. I play it. I sing it. Um, I love it. So there was an album that came out last year that I just never really got into. And it's not that I didn't get into it because it wasn't good. I just didn't spend time with it. And I was really disappointed in myself. Um, and it's the album Be Like Water by okay. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes, one of my favorites. Actually, I, I can't remember if this is true, but I'm 95% sure that this was Amber's love before it it was mine. He was Amber's love before he was mine. Um, He had this old album, uh, and I think it was called Rattlesnake Charm. I still listen to it. It's ages old. I think it's like 10 years old or something, maybe even more, maybe 15 years old. And I loved this album so much. It was just sort of uh, funny and fun and folky and bluesy. Um, he has a song on there called Alabama Chicken. Obviously, he has a song called, called Rattlesnake Charm. Um, and it's just, it's just hilarious. It's just good stuff. Hilarious. It's fun stuff. Huh. Um, but also very deep. Have you heard of Sean Hayes? No, I haven't. I feel like he's a na- that's the name of an actor and I'm confusing the two. So... Mm, maybe he's both who knows (laughs) yeah maybe who knows i don't know (laughs) but anyway uh so he's got this album that came out last year it's called be like water i've listened to it a handful of times and i love it and whenever you sent this uh hey what what are we going to do this summer i thought you know what i need to actually spend some time with that album because as a guitar player um some of the stuff that he does there is just so simple but it's so fun and good um and and I just thought, you know what? I want to spend some time with that album because I love him and I want to support him. Mm-hmm. That's you know, good. and every time you stream, every time you stream a song on Apple, you're giving the artist like point zero 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 
two infinitum one cents oh, per stream. Yeah. Yeah, we could get into the whole like yeah. The the issue with the music industry, but but we're grateful that people continue to do good work and put out their art. And uh yeah, I'll have to put them on my to listen to yeah, you know, for the sp- summer. Because sp- I have not of yet that, heard of that. Uh, Tish, kind of an aside, but mm-hmm. I heard yesterday someone sort of riffing on Neil Young, um, and they were actually calling Neil Young a hypocrite, which <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a man of sure. violence, but I would like to punch that person, um, at least metaphorically <laughs> speaking. Um, but they were saying, you know, that he just sold his catalog, I guess, for a whole lot of money. Um, and when they were like, why would you sell your catalog? Mm-hmm. You know, he essentially said, you know, used to, I made money by selling records, but then because of streaming, now we make no money from record sales anymore, mm-hmm. you know, because we make such a small amount. But it propped up like live performances and live merch selling. But then, you know, COVID, so I can't do that anymore. And so to make money, this is what I chose to do. And I thought, that's really sad that yeah. you get to a place where you have to sell your catalog to a corporate interest because the externalities of the market have made it, you know, infeasible to make money playing music. That sucks. Yeah. And you're Neil Young. So imagine if you're just getting started or you're, you know, a smaller band. It's got to be even harder. Yeah, it's probably true. That's yeah. probably true. So anyway, so cool. that, that's kind of like downer aside. Uh, <laughs> what are you, uh, what, what music are you going to spend this summer? Okay, I'm going to, I'm totally cheating on my rule. I'm, I'm giving you a few. Uh, the first one, do you know the band in the collection? I, yes, I do. Okay. I really think they're just fun. You know, I mean, I know mm-hmm. they tour with the Ohalos. They kind of have a Ben Fold sound in my mind. It's a seven member band. So it's, it's very, um, band ish, you know, lots of instruments, lots of, lots of vocals, but it's just fun summary in my mind music. So I've been listening to their 2018 album Entropy lately mm-hmm. and it's really good. Um, and I recommend it just when you kind of want something peppy, but not annoying, if that makes sense. Like just yeah. background peppy. The second one is much more chill, much more still folksy, like the collection, but quieter. Um, and I feel like I might have talked to you about this already. So apologies if this is a repeat on this show, but oh well. Um, have I talked to you about Michael and Michelle? Does that I sound familiar? I think so. Okay. Well, Michael and Michelle are two they are an actor and actress from downtown abbey and they have since put out an album a very folksy ironically they have coined their style as americana they're very british but you know we'll let them make americana music (laughs) okay they're taking the things they like about america see it's like uh it's like a meta inversion there there you go. I mean, it's pretty symbiotic, really. Um, but it's it's a small LP. Is that the term? I don't even know if I'm using the correct uh, term for the music industry. But um, I think it's like four or five songs that have come out. They're folksy. If anyone has seen Downton Abbey, Michelle plays Lady Mary. So she's like the main daughter snob of the household. And then Michael just plays one of the servants downstairs. He's kind of in the background, really. It, like you see him and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. But you don't really he doesn't play a prominent character. So it's kind of fun that the two of them have joined together to to create a folk duo. Um, mm. So 
I recommend their new release of singles. And then I have put several of their songs, several of the collection, as well as some other ones in my Summer 22 playlist. So I suppose this was all a lead up just to my Summer 22 playlist. But um, that's just where I kind of drag and drop songs that I like. I might have talked about it already. But um, the two of them have a prominent place in that. And I'm really enjoying it. But uh, yeah, so... I like folksy during the summer. I like folksy most of the time, but those two are are good for the summer, I think. Yeah. What is it about summer that lends itself to folksy music? Um, to me, folksy feels really barefoot. You know what I mean? Like it feels outside in the backyard drinking something or or looking at a, a fire. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Yeah. 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 I mean nobody's spinning confutatis, you know, from the Requiem uh, <laughs> during the summer, right? Right. And it's too hot to like dance or something. I don't know. I just want to sit. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not, it's not like uh, your classical music and your EDM. It's kind of out in the, in right. the, uh, right. in the you know, summer, Save those right? for the fall and winter or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing like <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> right. I mean, this might yeah. also be speaking to our age, right? Sitting sounds nice. Uh, Probably. Also, the fact that I just did that in a podcast speaks to our age, I'm sure. Yeah, right, right. The kids are dying. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Seth, let's move on. Do you want to talk things to watch or things to read? Your your call. Ooh, let's uh, – oh, uh, the question is, um, let's take the category of things <laughs> to watch. All right. So, this morning it occurred to me that the new Thor movie is out. Oh yeah, right. And then we haven't watched that in our family. So we're we're uh, we're nerd nerd family. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty much anything MCU, Star Wars y, uh, but we're not Star Trek nerds. Hmm. So hold your horses, all you Star Trek people out there. If a new Star Trek movie came out tomorrow, I probably would not go see it. Yeah. Um, but we do like the MCU and we do like Thor and think that it's hilarious. The last few, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Thor, I guess the last Thor movie was amazing. And um, I expect that this one will be equally as hilarious. The Rotten Tomatoes aren't that very, they aren't very good on it for whatever reason. Um, But Hmm. the user reviews are a little bit higher and so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I they I'm, tend to be more reliable anyway. Yeah, I'm going in with sort of muted expectations, um, yeah. but I am super excited uh, to see it, and I think we're probably going to go this weekend to see it. So that's big on my list. Uh-huh. I really don't have much else on the summer to watch mm-hmm. list other than um, we've been watching. We started last night the uh, Apple Plus series um, about the '70s music. So we watched 1971 last night, which is not necessarily like a feel-good sort of thing. I mean, it opens with the Kent State shooting, so there's that, uh, or shootings, Mm -hmm. I guess I should say. Um, So it's not necessarily feel-good, but it it kind of does show the power of music and the power of poetry to change mindsets and to change Hmm. societies and you know, the cosmos for that matter. Um, and so to me, there is something still very like sort of summer vibey about that. So we're also going to watch that. So yeah. I guess my two picks would be uh, Thor, um, Love mm-hmm. and Thunder. Yeah. And then uh, the new 
Apple TV series about 70s music. Very cool. Which, by the way, I should probably also say this too. I'm not a huge 70s music fan. Yeah, I'm not either. This is not me driving this ship. (laughs) Um, My uh, third born son, Ian, Uh is convinced that the only music worth listening to came out of the 70s. He makes some exceptions for like 69, the summer of particularly. And a few exceptions for like some seventies bands that played into the eighties. Okay, but he he's convinced that seventies music is literally the best music of all time. So that's why we're watching huh. it. He would get along well with my dad. He's well. He, there you go. He, he sounds like a a thoughtful. Uh, he it sounds like he has thought about his opinion. Like he's not just making that up out of nowhere. No, he's actually not. Not only has he thought about, it, he's actually researched it, and oh, his wow. research has shown scientifically that since the 70s, music has um, gotten more monolithic mm-hmm. uh, and more like like just louder, right? And there's less variation and color in the, in, oh. in, in the phrasing and the sounds. So you have a more sort of monolithic, one-tone, uh, one-volume sort of music instead mm. of music that has this like layers and movements and all those things and and you know he's probably probably right mm-hmm. but the human brain also loves modern punk music and I keep telling him like yo I I get it but Katy Perry <laughs> it's kind of rare when you've got the role reversal there where the dad's convincing the kid to listen to newer music yeah totally it <laughs> makes no sense to me I'm right. like hey listen listen to Katy Perry. And listen to Taylor Swift and uh, John John Legend, which I guess is it's probably more of a throwback. But I'm like, listen to some modern music and tell me that it's not amazing. And I know right now that all the listeners are rolling their eyes at Katy Perry, but you can <laughs> just back up. <laughs> okay, so there. I wasn't going to bring this up, but it reminds me. There is a YouTube channel, and I will put the link in the show notes because I can't think of it right now, where the guy, I think he started during COVID because he had all sorts of time where he mashed up all the hit songs of a particular year, and he did he started with all the 80s, like 81 through 89. Each one has its own like three-minute YouTube video. And then enough people asked him to do the 70s and the 90s, and I think even the early 2000s now. Have you seen any of these? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, cool. I'll put a link in the show notes. I think you would like them. Your son might really like them. They're really fun. I think the 80s are still the best. I'm not saying 80s music is the best, but I think the the way he layered the music, it's just really impressive that he could take songs that sound completely different, but they just happen yeah. to be released the same year and over layer them and they sound like they go. You know, like you can call me Al and fight for your right to party on top of each other and it works well. So, well, you know, you know, there is a song that I can't like two songs that almost work like to the timestamp over top of each other. It's the same song and this is going to blow your mind. Okay. But all the listeners, you need to put this to the test. Listen to four non blondes. Uh-huh. Uh, what was the name of that? Song? what's going on? What's going on. If you listen to what's going on and you layer over the top of that, uh, Bobby McFerrin's "Don't Worry, Be Happy." Really? It is oh, the that's exact crazy. Same song. Exact same song. So there you go. How do we get talking about music again, Tish? What is on your to watch list? There is a channel on Discovery Plus called Magnolia, which yes, it comes from the people who created the store an hour north of me. 
But um, it's actually a legitimately good channel because they do a lot of just like, um, it's not just your typical fixer-upper stuff. It's actually thoughtfully done um, exploration of people around the country. There's a show that they have out called just workshops. And in each episode, it's like people that just do their thing well. And I think along with like links so that you can like go into more depth, but they just give like little shot in the arm tips on how to do their thing well. And it's really fun to watch if you're not in the mood to watch like a whole cooking show or Mm -hmm. every modeling show, but you just kind of want to do something with your hands uh, and just be inspired by people who love what they do. That's one of my favorite things is just to watch people who are really into what they do, do it well. And it's a really diverse group of people, which is really fun. And so workshops is really great. I had it on for several hours a few weeks ago, uh, just kind of on in the, not so much in the background, like I wasn't watching. I was watching, but it was just kind of on while I was also journaling and taking notes and thinking. And uh, yeah, and I had a couple of kids end up just kind of watching it with me. And it was really fun. So that is the TV show okay. that I recommend if you have Discovery Plus, which I recommend getting Discovery Plus if some if people don't have it yet, because it's pretty inexpensive and there's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, my second one is sort of basic, very vanilla. Most people have already watched it, but that's okay. I still have to give it a shout out because it surprised me how much I liked it. And that's Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) Uh, Did you see it? I have not. And we really want to see it as a family, but we haven't. Yes. All right. So I recommend seeing it in the theater if you still can, because the sound quality is fantastic. The filming is great. It is such a fun movie. And I'm I'm kind of nonplussed about the original. I liked it more in the 80s and 90s than I do now. We rewatched it and it doesn't really hold up as well when it comes to the blatant sexism and and just the broness, I think. But this one does not have that really. And it, it it's actually cool because it explores, you know, top Tom Cruise, who largely does his own stunts and is kind of one of the OG, at least of our current era, um, action film stars, like a true movie star, movie star kind of guy that's still out doing stuff. He's going to be 60. And I think he just turned 60 this week, actually. That's unbelievable. Um, It's amazing. I know. Um, It explores aging well. It explores these ideas of what it means to know your limits, um, to also not be confined by those limits when it's necessary to push through them, um, what real relationships look like. And also, it's just kind of a fun plot. Like, there's definitely more of a plot in this one than the first one, um, even though there's still just really good cinematography with the planes. It's not CGI, which I think is really impressive. It's like these actors went to flight school, apparently. Um, at, there's a final shot in a plane. This is Tom Cruise's actual plane that he owns. Um, so it's just fun to watch. I guess, again, this is like people who do their thing well, enjoying it. And that's fun to be invited along for the ride. So yeah, if you can watch it in the theater, um, three out of five of us have seen it. And I would like to take the other two. So I'm with you. It's a good family movie. Um, when, when it's possible. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. And my kids, my kids, yeah. most of my kids want to see it. One, the one who loves seventies <laughs> music has no desire to see it. Uh, sure. And so that's that's the quandary. That's the quandary. So we'll probably have to watch it at home. I get it. And 
I don't know. That's probably just the way it's going to be. Well, we have a theater that is on Tuesdays. It's $5. So it's really cheap. And I think we might just take everybody and then just make that kid, the kid that we have that doesn't want to see it wear headphones because he, he doesn't like going to theaters for the sound. He's the sensory sensitive kid. Um, mm-hmm. So just wear headphones, dude, and just sit there. And if you need to take a nap, go for it. But I think it'd be fun to go as a family. Anyway, so that's my my two selections for things to watch. So let's round this up with our maybe favorite books. Seth, are you reading anything good? Oh my gosh, I have so many books right yeah. now that I can't. Yeah. I'm actually getting frozen. It's I I haven't been this way in a long time, but I I am. I'm I'm literally mm-hmm. like fr- f- freezing up right now, and so I don't know, man. Yeah. This is this is going to be a hard one. Uh, so, um, but to interrupt you, yeah, go ahead. I I mentioned this in my newsletter because I feel the same way, and I talked with one of our readers, my readers, and we talked about it being called panic pleasure reading. Like when you feel this mm. like panic, like there's so many good things to read and you want to enjoy it, but because you're trying almost too hard to enjoy so many things, it feels like a panic. So if that's what you're experiencing, yes. it's panic pleasure reading. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel right now, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so as you know, I'm finishing up some Jungian reading, but then I got a book in the mail that I think you know something about, <laughs> The Genesis of Gender. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have her on soon. Holy moly. Yeah. This book in the first 45, 50 pages is perhaps the best discussion of of gender Mm -hmm. um, and faith that I've read really from anyone, if that's possible. And so uh, it's not a lighthearted book by any stretch of the imagination. It's not what I would consider summer reading, but I picked it up and I couldn't stop reading. Um, right. <laughs> so I, that, I mean, that says something, right? That's, isn't that kind of mm-hmm. a beach, a beach read type of idea? When you just can't stop yourself, even though you have other things and responsibilities to do, I would call that a good summer read. Uh, we mentioned her a few weeks ago. Do you remember when I talked about this video series called Christian? No, sorry. Catholic feminism. Yes, I do. I don't know if you remember that. I at do. All. It's her. Well, and so if readers have since watched that free video series, she's the author of this book as well. So if you like that, you'll love it. I mean, book. it was so good. But yeah. then I, so I got that book, a book called The Curious Faith, which was written by my friend Lori oh, Ferguson. Yes. And I actually wrote the foreword for that book. Um, and I got uh, on the same day, three books on the same day, Sea of Tranquility, uh, which is Emily St. John Mandel's new novel, <laughs> um, which I just talked about Station Eleven, right? Like, I don't know, two months ago or something on the show. So I was super excited, and this was a pick of the first edition club that I am in. Um, and so I, I have, you know, I've already read Curious Faith. Obviously, I wrote the Ford Ford, so I better have read it. Um, and I'm, I'm right. super excited right. for people who are sort of finding themselves in that middle space between, like, hey, what do I actually really feel about God, and what are my doubts, mm-hmm. and what do I want to wrestle with, and you know, what's off the table for wrestling. So that's it's a really good book from that perspective. Um, I'm really loving the genesis of gender and hoping to cash it out soon because I gotta get to Mandel's new book. Yeah. I'm 17th on the waiting list at the library and I was literally thinking today, should I just go yeah. and buy it, man? Cause I love her so much and I've heard like, I read Joy Clarkson's recent review about it and it just sounds totally up my alley. Well, don't say so anything about it because it. I literally know nothing yeah. about it. I have purposely avoided reviews okay. and jacket cover copy and all mm-hmm. the things 
so that I can be completely surprised by it. The thing that I love about her as a writer, and I don't know how to express this other than to say there's a lyricism uh, to her work that's really good, um, but also like a straightforwardness yeah. to it that like I, there's a guy, there's a writer named Jesse Ball, and I love Jesse Ball. Um, but sometimes when I read Jesse Ball, I feel like I'm reading someone who understands how smart and lyrical they are. That makes sense. Um, which <laughs> yeah. I personally love, yeah, it totally but, does. but it could, could be a little bit of a drawback for some readers. When I read her work, it's mm-hmm. like, she's doing it in such a subtle way, uh, that you just get lost. And she's yeah. just, I mean, for my money, she's, she's, she's no Anthony door because you know how I feel about that. But for my money, she's... But you know what? I think she's cut from the same fabric. Yeah, she's one of yeah. the greats right now. Um, I watch just their habits if I can see them online. And I absolutely, like Anthony Doerr, cannot see her writing habits online, which to me is a notch, you know, in her favor. Like, yeah. meaning she's not active on social media. She barely talks. I mean, she she has accounts, but she doesn't really make a thing about it. She just spends her creative energy writing good stories. And I love that about people that, yeah. you know, again, who do their thing well. So um, you've convinced me I might need to walk down to my bookstore today and just go ahead and buy it because I like supporting authors anyway. You know, uh, and to take a minute to riff on that too, like there's something – really pleasant about people who understand you know my readers are going to exist in different you know spheres realms areas of political persuasion whatever the thing is and so i'm going to be my most influential self when i just do good work and let the work speak for itself like there's something really great about that right like um like for instance, we look at Doors' work, and I know that he was, you know, slated or was a keynote at the Festival of Faith and Writing. Yep. Um, did he actually go through with that? I can't remember. I don't know if he did because it was right when the pandemic okay. hit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I got a yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember if they brought him back or what, but in any event, like I would, I mean, even after reading Four Seasons in Rome, I would have never really known. Yeah. Whether he's a faith bearer or not, but he just does such good work that you can't help but walk away from it a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something that's like so much, I don't know, more rewarding in that kind of read than reading somebody who you know is, you know, virtue okay. signaling on Twitter all the time. No offense to those yeah. um, oh, no, who take share their offense. opinions. Because okay. I, think, yeah. I think some people need to, to share their opinions, but they're they just do, some but, of those writers I really appreciate. Yeah. Well, and I would say by definition, if they need to and they do their thing well, they're not virtue signaling. So, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. So um, I'm totally, completely with you. I think there's something, I mean, if we're getting into the what we like to talk about here anyway, and that's sacramentality, I think both are both uh, Emily St. John Mandel's and Anthony Doerr's writing is sacramental in that way, right? They speak to something more beautiful, true, and good than you can like put your finger on. They, they kind of reveal what's really there. And it's not because yeah. they're heavy handed. They just tell really damn good stories. So Damn good stories. That's, that's a good right. way to put it. It is. It so, is. So, um, so those what, are great what, choices. What is, on your to, yeah. what is on your to read list? Well, um, 
I do have a curious face on my list to read. Lori is actually going to be writing a small piece on my Substack while we're in Italy. So people who subscribe can be looking for that, which is fun. And then Abigail Favalli will be on this show when we return in August. So that's fun. Um, So those are great choices. I have um, dusted off one and then I'm finally reading a second that I've had for a while. Um, I've mentioned this to you before, so I won't go into a lot, but I am rereading right now Leisure, the Basis of Culture by Joseph Pieper, yep. the German philosopher. It is a phenomenal read. It's a mind blower. It's a slow read because he's super, super smart, but it's very short, so it's not a problem. I can reread it in a couple days, but he gets into the basic idea that leisure is not what we tend to think of it, which is laying around, you know, binging Netflix and doing nothing. Leisure is actually active work and doing that which we're made to do, but active in a way that it becomes total pleasure. So it, it gets into a little bit of that idea of flow that uh, some psychologists talked about later, but it's not even really that. It's um, he, he quotes Thomas Aquinas and Kant and a few others when he says it's about mastering our natural bent. So when you can become a master of how you're naturally bent and we follow it in the right way, then that's what true leisure is. And um, to me, that's it's just great. a great summer read, not because it's lighthearted, but because it gets into what it is we're really supposed to do with our time. So there, while there's nothing wrong with the occasional Netflix binge, uh, that's not what we're made for. And so to yeah. spend our summers doing that means to kind of waste our time. And I'm talking to myself here. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my reread, my new read, but I've had it on my shelf for a couple of years because Nicole Bennett sent it to me thinking I would love it. And so far she's right. Uh, Jhumpa Lahiri. Do you know who she is? She is an Indian American writer. Who Say the name again. Jhumpa Lahiri. I don't know if that mm. sounds familiar. Okay. Well, she is a fantastic writer. She writes mostly short stories, although she's got a few novels. Um, she's an American Indian who's um, the daughter of immigrants, but she and her family now live in Italy, and they've been living there for about 10 years. Mm. And she has taken it upon herself since 2012 with the start of this book that I'm reading now called In Other Words. Um, she writes in Italian now. And then she translates it back into English, or she does with her newer things. I, I just saw an NPR wow. interview with her, or I, I listened to it. And she's now at the point where she knows Italian well enough that she feels confident in translating it herself. But with this book, in other words, she wrote it in Italian and then had someone else translate it so she didn't actually accidentally like meddle with what she intended to say. So in this book, it's it's a collection of short stories. On one side, it's Italian. Like on the left side of the page, it's Italian. On the right side of the page, it's English. And it is just her reflections on moving to Italy. And mm. it's a lot of just ordinary life. It's about going swimming at the lake. It's about you know, parenting. It's about just learning how to think in another language. And it's really a good read. I, I'm a fan of short stories during times like this when you kind of feel like you have monkey brain and, you know, you have so much yeah. to read and you just want yep. something that you can finish in one sitting. Um, so that's on my nightstand. And it's to uh, kind of psych myself up because we're going to Italy in a few weeks. And I think I think just immersing myself in something like this is a good way to do it. I agree. That sounds yeah. awesome. Maybe I'll have to borrow it from you while yeah. we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, with that in mind, um, it's a nice way to segue and and kind of wrap up our show by saying we're going to take a break. We're, I think we're going to take about six weeks off, which 
feels like a lot, but it's actually not because there's plenty to do out there. You can listen to other podcasts or listen to old episodes of ours or just kind of go do something, right? Go read books by the pool. Um, but we'll be back in mid-ish August. I can't remember the exact date. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, and some of that time we'll be in Italy together. So I don't know. Are you going to post from there? Are you going to write? Are you going to just share uh, photos? What's your plan? Well, I'll probably share photos. That's My plan is to share photos. I think we'll probably record a couple things over there just for funsies, maybe some bonus yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. no, I think I'm pretty much just going to take photos and enjoy the time. And, you know, I, my work follows me. So the truth is I'll probably have a thing or two on my <laughs> plate while we're while we're overseas. Yeah. yeah. Same here. I'll I'll dust off my Instagram account. I haven't used it in a while, but it's worth sharing whenever you've got something beautiful in front of you. So I'll probably take some photos. I'm not going to post on Substack. I've decided like I'm I I love my summer breaks. I usually break in July, but because of our trip, I'm I'm breaking from mid-July to mid-August this year and I'm going to just yeah. soak it up. I'm going to unapologetically be offline. Um I just might occasionally hit post on Instagram and that's about it. Yeah, I'm excited. And if you're coming with us, can't wait to meet you or see you again. It'll be fun. Yeah, let's do it. (sighs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this past season. We'll come back with you before you know it with new stuff. We're excited about what's in store. So if you like the show and what we're doing, you can help us keep it going. Even when we're going on break by picking up the next round of drinks at the cost of a cup of coffee or a pint, you can play a big part in what we're doing around here. So find the link to do that in the show notes of this episode, as always, or at a drinkwithafriend.com. And thank you, as always, to everyone who's already been doing that. We're really, really thankful. You can find me and how to connect with me, uh, except that I'm going to go on break in mid-July, but you can still find it at tishoxenwriter.com. Seth, where can people find you? People can find me at sethhaines.substack.com. Uh, and um, I kind of wrote maybe one of my favorite things I've ever written and released it today. So I'd love ah. for you to go out and check it out. All right. I'll have to go read it. It's probably in my inbox. Uh, all right. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. Editing is by Kyle Oxenwriter. And I'm Tish Oxenwriter with Seth Haynes. And we'll be back here with you in about six weeks. Thanks for listening.